Welcome to Self Taught, where former foster youth, like myself, share our real-life experiences with sex, health, and life. (laughs) Hosted by the Reproductive Health Equity Project, these are some conversations we wish we'd had earlier. Hey, anybody who's listening to us, today I get to talk to Brandy about basically every birth control we can think of. Uh, We hope that you'll walk away just feeling knowledgeable and empowered to advocate for the birth control that you need. The bottom line is it's not about right or wrong. It's just about what works best for you. Um, Brandy, I'm so glad that you came to be with us today. I think what's going to make this episode different from just a typical like birth control class or any kind of sex ed class is that we're going to be talking about our own personal experiences rather than just offering by the book answers. Um, And I wanted to ask you, well, we'll talk about your total journey to find the right birth control for you. But I wanted to start by asking, where have you landed today and what works best for you now? Yeah, so I've been using different birth control methods since I was 19. And just last year, I'm 25 for reference of time. I found the one that works best for me. And right now I'm on the depo shot, um, which is ironic. I'm scared of shots, but (laughs) it's working. (laughs) Face those fears. (laughs) Cool. Uh, What do you like best about that method? I really like that I don't have to think about it. Like with the birth control pills, I was struggling a lot remembering to take them every day, like at the same time every day. And like I only have to go in once every three months to get a shot and it's like 10 minutes in and out. I don't have to think about it. That's awesome. Yeah, I know for a lot of people, the shot just does not work well for them. So it's just kind of you got a trial and error. Um, what other kinds of things have you tried that didn't really work out for you? I've tried so many birth controls. I really wanted the IUD to work for me, but it fell out twice. Um, I ended up having to sign up for family pack through Planned Parenthood because Medi-Cal wouldn't let me get it a second time within the same year. I also tried the... I think it's called the patch. It kind of looks like a Band-Aid or something. I I just felt uncomfortable with it. Like, I guess there was nothing wrong. I just felt like it was going to come off. (laughs) And then I've also tried the birth control pills. I tried the Nuvering, which worked for a little bit, but um, I like skipping my period. And it started giving me migraines, I think, because of the hormones. And I don't like condoms, so I haven't really tried them but um, with female condoms, I kind of wish I tried them because I wasn't aware that you could get STIs from like oral. And I didn't know about like dental dams or anything until it was kind of too late. And I was at Planned Parenthood. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Dang. That's rough. I mean, you think that you think that the information is all out there, but it's obviously not, you know, Um yeah, I just wanted to go back to where you were talking about the NuvaRing. I really liked the NuvaRing personally, but I don't use it anymore for the same thing like hormonal. Just gives me migraines. And then I went to my doctor worried about that. And then they were saying that I guess I'm at a risk for a blood clot or, or something. The migraines are like a sign of something terrible. So they were like, nope, stop right away. So I was like, well, that's awesome. I love that we have so many good options. <laughs> Yeah. And then, of course, with the pills, a lot of people don't like the pills because you got to take them every day or the ones that they switched me to. So I wouldn't get migraines. It's the same time every day. It's just so easy to get your whole cycle screwed up and all that stuff. 
when you look at the that well-known chart that tells you most to least effective birth control, what it doesn't really highlight is why there's most to least effective. And the important thing to know is how to properly use each birth control so that you can avoid making a mistake. So the things that are easier to make a mistake with, like the pullout method, is going to be farther down on that list versus the shot that, you know, Brandy, you just get one shot and you're good to go for a while. It's pretty hard to, you know, make a mistake there. Like I'm blessed that my Planned Parenthood that I've been going to since I was 19, they're very informative. Like they told me everything I need to know. And they would tell me about like the user error for the different types of birth control. But I didn't think about it that like that hard until I stopped taking birth control. And I was like, let me try the pullout method. And then I started getting nervous. I was like, I don't think the pullout method's working. And so I went to go get birth control. And to my surprise, I was one week pregnant <laughs> when I went to go get the depot shot. And I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And now I'm like, with the depot shot, they're like, yeah, you have to come in between this like time period. I'm like, yeah, I'm coming the first day. I don't want to mess up. Um, but yeah, like when you switch, I think for most of them, it's like a week mm-hmm. uh, that you have to wait to have sex. And they're like, oh, we recommend using condos. But in my head, I'm just like, okay, I'm not going to have sex for a week because (laughs) I'm too scared. And that's what works for you. So, you know, (laughs) and I mean, there's user error with condoms, too. You know, a lot of people maybe don't know, like, that you're supposed to leave a little pocket at the end or, you know, lots of stuff. Um, Yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up. I personally use the pullout method, but I don't recommend it because it's obviously there's a lot of user error involved and if you don't really know what you're doing and maybe even if you do like there's a lot of risk so for me that's what works best for me just because I understand um the ins and outs I know that if you the big part of the risk is if you're having sex like twice in a 24-hour period what can happen is there can still be some sperm left over that can come out in the pre-cum so um yeah a lot of people don't know i know a little tmi but (laughs) (laughs) um but because i'm aware of that and my partner is aware of that we can kind of work with that and you also have to consider is your partner gonna be able to pull out in time like I've never had a penis, so I really have no idea how difficult that is to time, but I would imagine it's not easy. Um, Yeah, so that works for me. I'm, I've had a long-term partner, and I'm doing pretty okay in life, so I'm not trying for one, but if it happened, I would be ready for it, you know? So it's a risk I'm willing to take. I've had one long-term partner. We've both been tested, so I know as far as STIs go, I'm in the clear I mean, I really trust my partner. So I, as far as pregnancy goes, I am I know what risks I'm taking and I know that I'm pretty safe as far as any STIs, which are really the number one reason why people promote condoms so much, even though obviously a lot of people don't love them. But they, I do think they're the number one thing that protects against STIs. That and dental dams, good to know about, right? Um, I also wanted to ask you when you were saying that you found out that you were one week pregnant. Is that too far along to get the plan B pill? Yeah, it was too far along. But luckily, um, like an early term abortion is also a pill, which I had no idea. Um, So it works out. But 
yeah, I was kind of bummed I couldn't take a plan B. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people don't know that they're not the same thing, not an abortion pill. Um, yeah. Uh, have you ever had any experience with the plan B pill? Yeah, I've taken the plan B pill twice. Um, for me personally, I'm not the biggest fan of the side effects it gave me. It gave me like a super period, <laughs> basically. Yeah. I was bleeding for like two weeks. Uh but it was worth it because I don't have a child. Um, but yeah, I got it for free from Planned Parenthood. I just called them and I was like, I need a Plan B pill really bad. And they let me come the next morning both times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also know you can buy it at like Walmart and CVS and stuff. I just, I was like, do I want it for free or for $50? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they weren't able to get you in the next day, it might be worth it to, to shell out the cash for it. But that would be my my plan A for plan B. <laughs> and Brandy, I know that one thing that was important to you is for a long time you knew that you wanted to try sterilization. Um, what was what was that like for you? So I feel like I've known like since high school that I wanted to be sterilized. I'm just I would not be a good parent. Just seeing a child, it brings <laughs> kind of anger in me (laughs) oh i could never um but yeah so obviously when i was younger they're like no (laughs) and then even when i first moved here as much as i love my planned parenthood they're like oh are you sure um and i'm just like what do you mean am i sure but then after i had to have an abortion like they were like all on board because they're like oh yeah she's sure you're sure Uh yeah um, but I didn't really know that it was like a surgery basically. I don't know why. It seems like pretty obvious, I guess, that's a surgery. Um, so I'm kind of too scared because they I think what they said is they put you under anesthesia, which is an IV that stays in you. I didn't know that. I was like, oh, I don't like that. And then you're like awake and they basically do like a C section type thing on you. And then they go in there and I'm just like, I don't know. I don't think I'm ready for that. And like, I had a friend who got sterilized, like a male friend and a female friend. And when they were describing it to me, I was like, yeah, I'll wait till I like grow the strength to do that. So that sounds intense. <laughs> I love the other day when you're like, I got to grow the balls first before my tubes tied. <laughs> that made me laugh really hard. Um, Brandy, are there any myths on this subject that you can bust for us? Yeah, one of the big ones is I know a lot of people under 18 are interested in getting birth control and you don't need your parents' consent. Um, I can obviously only speak for Planned Parenthood because I've been there a lot, but they'll even offer to call you saying that it's your doctor's office instead of saying like, oh, it's Planned Parenthood. And to get um, birth control, like you need a prescription for some of them. You don't need your parents to come with you to come get it. Um, But yeah, and sometimes they'll even give it to you like in the office. Like when I got the pills, they just gave me this bag full of like six months of pills right away. Um, So you don't have to go necessarily somewhere else and like kind of raise suspicions. Um, They'll give you like free condoms, um, just like whatever you think is appropriate for you. Yeah, no, I think that's really important to highlight. Um, something that I didn't even know until I worked here for Rep was that. And 
um, around that time, one of my coworkers, she was only 16 and she was asking me for help to see if I could like help her get birth control. And I was like, I mean, I'll, I'll totally help you, whatever you need. But, you know, you don't need your parents permission. And she was trying to plan it so that she could get um, the ring or something. She was waiting till her parents went out of town to try to. And I was like, I mean, if you want to, if that makes you feel better, but you don't have to do all that. Like they you have every right to do it on your own. And she was like, really? So I was really glad I could help somebody just by knowing that because I'm I'm not 18. So I thought, I, I don't know if that's going to help me. But man, the more you know. I feel like the ring, if you're under 18, wouldn't be the sneakiest option because I think you have to leave the extra ones in the fridge. Yeah, you do have to refrigerate them, huh? I wonder if I'm remembering that right. Hopefully she has a fridge in her room. <laughs> Back in my head, I'm like, if I was a sneaky teen, that would not be my first choice. Maybe it was the IUD or something. I think she wanted a couple days to recover. Maybe that's what it was. It was a, it was a year or two ago. I've been here for a minute, but yeah. Yeah. Also good to know you have to refrigerate the ring. <laughs> so when it comes to birth control, as it should be a shared burden, in my opinion, um, how do you kind of share that burden? How do you bring up the conversation earlier rather than later? Yeah. Another myth is that it's the woman's responsibility to basically carry the burden of birth control. I personally, I feel like if I go with like someone who's a man and they're not prepared they don't have condoms i don't want to be with them because then they don't like they don't care about what's going to happen to me they're not prepared to like prevent stis and things like that um but i do know like a lot of other women who do carry condoms because they don't want to use a another form of birth control or they're very cautious of like stis but i don't know i just personally feel like it shouldn't be all on us, like all our responsibility, just because we're the ones that can get pregnant. I'm like, it's kind of like a two-way street. Like it takes two people to create a pregnancy. I was also thinking about your dynamics with your doctor. And, you know, fortunately you really trust him and him or her, or you trust your doctor's office. <laughs> um, so fortunately you really trust them. And in a way that's its own power dynamics when it comes to birth control because a lot of people get pressured into certain things or get pressured out of certain things so that's kind of where I was going with that but also if there's anything else that you have to add in interpersonal I got really lucky with the Planned Parenthood location I go to um, I feel like most of them are really nice like in San Diego anyways but they like I feel like they respect me I feel more comfortable obviously because it's a lot of women um I think I've only seen one male the entire time that I've been there but that's not the case for everybody I know like with other like medical practices like with my therapist I've switched like over 30 times because if I like feel a certain vibe or they're not giving me the information I need I'm like I have to leave I can't be here or even right now like with my partner's dentist compared to my dentist um, they just got their wisdom teeth pulled and didn't give them any aftercare instructions. And I was like, you need to switch dentists because it's ridiculous. Um, but that's what I would do with like, especially with sexual and reproductive health. I'm like, if they're not, I don't know, if they're not doing their job in a way that makes you feel comfortable there, if you're able to, you should switch because like at the end of the day, even if you have Medicaid, like you're paying them. 
So they should be doing like a good job making you feel comfortable and making you feel like you know what's going on. Um, but also I'm kind of a forceful person. <laughs> so I know that's not comfortable for everyone to do. Some people are like, I just want to go and leave. And then also like with like personal relationships or like romantic relationships, I feel like the for me, the power dynamic is a lot different. Everyone always jokes like, oh, I wear the pants in the relationship. Like when I'm with a man, because I'm very outspoken. I'm like, nope, I have the vagina. I'm the one in control because I'm the one taking all the risks. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, I tell them like, oh, I'm not comfortable with this. I don't like this. Um, and like there was a situation where like I, I identify as like, I think it's called demisexual where I'm not, it's basically like asexual where I don't really care that much about sex, but like sometimes I do if I'm in a relationship. Um, and one of my partners like did not want to respect that. So I just broke it off with them. I was like, I'm not, I don't care what you have to say. We're dating for years, like a long time. And I was like, no, I'm done. Um, so I would just say like, I don't, if you're like outspoken, just be like, no, just like don't put up with what other people want you to do. Because at the end of the day, it's your body. Um, and you're like, especially if you're like a woman um, or woman identifying, it's like you're the one putting up with so much risk. So like, why stay with someone who doesn't care? Yeah, I know. Personally, I always feel like the doctor is like my boss or something. Like I definitely always feel like they have some power. So, I mean, even for me, that's not really outspoken in that kind of scenario. You could always say something to just kind of like get out the door like, you know, I think I'm going to think about it or maybe next time or something and, you know, just switch doctors. <laughs> if they're a good doctor too, like they want to know that it's a good fit. Same with like um, they always say this with therapists. You got to date around and find the right one that's right for you because that's what the therapist wants too, or the doctor should want is like i want to make sure this is a good match it's not necessarily good or bad just just a good match i feel like also like when you're dating someone you should have a conversation early about like where you both stand on stuff like that like i know it's kind of awkward especially if it's like a new relationship but that's what i do i'm like oh so if i were to get pregnant like what are your thoughts just to kind of know if we're like on the same page or not so i feel like that can create problems like later down the line um yeah i don't know like i tried to date someone who wanted kids but i was like i really do not so i don't i don't think this is gonna work even though we were like 19 or like mm -hmm. i mean i know it's doesn't sound super sexy to be having those conversations ahead of time um but Maybe this is just my personal opinion. Now that I'm older and a little bit less awkward teenager-y, uh, I mean, that really is the the most romantic thing. Like, to me, the best sex is romantic sex. And the most romantic thing is, like, being on the same page, being comfy with your partner, laughing and giggling about the uncomfortable stuff, but saying it, you know? That's the best for me. I definitely just want to say, make sure that you trust your partner with whatever kind of birth control method you guys are using. Um, a very good friend of mine who will remain nameless 
his partner let him know that she was on the pill and they were long-term partner. But I think if he looked back, he would say that he didn't fully trust her. And after about like the 10th time of them breaking up, she called and said that she was pregnant and that she had forgotten to take her pill during those times when she was supposed to be on the pill. So yeah, now they're married and have kids. And so if that's something that you're not ready for, just I don't want to scare people, but just, you know, make sure that you really trust your partner because he could have just very easily been like, you know, I'd be a lot more comfortable if we just use a condom this time. You know, we've talked about pretty much, I want to say like almost every birth control method that I know of. Um, The shot, which works great for you, but not for everybody. I think we didn't talk about the thing that the implant that goes in your arm, but now you know it exists and you can look into it more yourself. We talked about pills Nuvarings, female condoms, dental dams, sterilization, everything, power dynamics and trust. And just know that this decision is yours and it's not about right or wrong. Like it's just about knowing yourself and what's going to work for you. I think we've covered just about everything. And if you're listening to this and there's something we didn't cover, um, let us know. And also, thank you, Brandy. Really, really appreciate your time. And you're just an enjoyable person to talk to. And I always love finding out all the things that we have in common. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for stopping by. To hear more and support our cause, like this video and subscribe to our channel. And check out fosterreprohealth.org for more resources.